to the holding space. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, I am your host, Maddie Mariposa, and I'm joined today by longtime friend, co-producer, well, truly a sole producer at some times, because <laughs> my brain be like, no, let May figure it out. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm talking with the one, the only, the talented, the poet, the writer, the actor, the singer, the dancer, the, the TikTok star, the skincare extraordinaire, Mylin Perdomo Santos. Hello, everyone. It is I. I'm here with you all, and I'm so excited about today's I can't episode. believe I get to talk to the number one Bad Bunny super fan about Bad Bunny, I please, think. Right? Is that not? Go like my TikTok. I want him to repost me. <laughs> so bad. Oh, this just in. I am hearing from our producers, which um, are not us. I don't know why anyone would mm. would <laughs> argue that. Um, that we are not talking about Bad Bunny today. Today is all about giving relationships a second chance. What? I, I don't know. Who's in charge here? Ugh, they suck. Let's go talk um, to No. But season two, if you are new here, but if you're returning, you will remember season two is all about giving people, oh, all about giving things second chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, we've talked about masculinity, and I have since lost faith in that, but Oof. that is neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, we've talked about giving, uh, I don't even remember, spirituality a second chance. We've talked about... So many things, and today we have gathered to talk about uh, giving relationships a second chance, but in relation to people around us, I think it's only right that we make today a communal experience. So we have some beautiful letters from people who are in the Holding Space community, who wanted to share, who wanted our insight, who wanted our commentary. Oh, yeah. uh, so we will be getting to that later on, but let's check in, May. How are we feeling? Any initial thoughts? Um, I have a lot of feelings about this because uh, I, I I feel like I've encountered um, this, this sort of opportunity in various times of my life more often than I would have expected to, right? Like this whole, like, you know, um, being faced with like trying to give someone a second chance. Um, and, and I think I have varied, varied experiences with that. So I don't know how to feel. I'm like a little nervous, a little excited, a little, a little sad, but yeah, that's how, that's wow. where I am at. The whole spectrum of emotions only as a poet can express. (laughs) No, I 100% get that. I think, you know, my own experiences with second chances are interesting. I don't think every time I've given someone a second chance, I've considered that it was a second chance Mm. at the time. I don't think every second chance I've ever given was warranted Mm. or deserved. Um, looking back and I also am really grateful for the second chances that I didn't know I was giving or didn't realize would be so fruitful in the long run looking back at past relationships and past um, moments with people that I love Um, so that is beautiful I wanted to start today with a little bit of uh, a sharing do you do you think (laughs) Do you think that you 
have ever, you know, is there any significant or things that comes to mind when you think of second chances and giving relationships them? It could be about family or friends or a lover mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a coworker even, or um, I don't know. what. But anything come to mind when you think of the concept of giving relationships a second chance? Um, oh my goodness. I... Well, I I guess I'll speak to the to the most recent one, and we and we sort of uh, talked texted about it a little bit earlier, but not explicitly. Um, like last year, there was a period in time where I was like not speaking with my parents uh, for a very long extended period of time, uh, which was I think unheard of. Um, for me and for my family in general, sort of. Um, and yeah, I think through, it was interesting because I'm the one that like approached them for the second chance of anything, right? Like they, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what to share about that. It was, it was, um, I kind of had to do like a lot of processing and healing on my own end about what it meant to to have them in my life and like what access I wanted them to have and like how I wanted to interact with them. Um, and I think I needed the space to figure that out. Um, I, I think what I what I knew was that 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 relationship wasn't completely severed. Um, and so that's why I was able to like come back and be like, okay, let's try this again, but we're I'm gonna put like my my terms on it. Like this is this is no longer like you you get to be a part of my life. This is not like we have to be in each other's lives. Yeah, that's the thing. I think especially when it comes to family specifically, like you were sharing, I don't think that most people consider that like mm-hmm there there is no requirement to have people in your life um there might be a desire there might be a pressure to there might be there might feel like there is a requirement but no one is required to be in your life you're not required to have anyone in your life and if you know relationships don't function in a healthy way whatever those boundaries look like for you there is no need to have even, you know, a parent in your life, um, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. So I think it is really, and it's really difficult to decide that a second chance is warranted when it comes to parental uh, relationships, because I think they are probably the most forming and could potentially be the most damaging when they go wrong. Um, what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What led you to the decision to approach them? Um, to be honest, my sister, <laughs> she, she, well, yeah, she, she was a little bit like a, a, a voice of reason and sort of like, uh, helping me figure out like what it is, uh, I wanted f- from their relationship. Um, yeah. So I think, I think also it was, um, sort of me reckoning with like my own feelings about connection and vulnerability um relationships are 
are I don't want to say they're hard because um, they 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 shouldn't be, but they're work. They take work, um, and I think that was the work that I was sort of um, uh, afraid to 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 approach. Um, yeah, so I kind of it was a little bit of like a like a grow up moment. Like you 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 can have these you can have these difficult conversations. Um, and whatever their response is, is not like a reflection of you. It's a reflection mm. of them. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it does come down to communication and conversations. And sometimes the deciding factor on whether or not a, a second chance is warranted is whether or not it's worth the effort, you know. I think it's mm-hmm. less about like whether or not the other person has value and or whether or not like you need them in your life and it's more about is this a, a relationship is this a person that I'm willing to meet where they're at and and have a conversation with and then if it doesn't go well will I be okay mm-hmm. cuz that's something to factor in as well mm-hmm. um I think about that with my own relationship with second chances. Um, when I think of, I think I'll tell like a little bit of an, uh, an opposing story is I think a lot about the second chances I gave and continue to give people who have really harmed me in ways that I don't think are forgivable. Mm-hmm. And lately I think I've become more intentional about not giving people second chances um, I think reflecting back on certain situations that have happened in recent years and months and times uh, in my life, I've realized some things are unforgivable. Love doesn't actually conquer all, and some actions, mm-hmm. some experiences, some feelings are too painful to be reconciled with. Um you can heal from them, you can forgive, you can, you know, even accept that they are hopefully better people somewhere in the world, but you also don't necessarily have to allow them another chance to prove you wrong or right. Um, And I think, looking back, I was so, especially in my youth, right? Like, the first guy I ever, like, loved... um, was so harmful and I was so young and I was so like willing to believe that like people always had you know the best intentions therefore their actions were justified no matter how harmful they were and that isn't necessarily true I I understand that impact matters actions matter and now the way I weigh it is like I just have to be honest and if someone does something to me that is unforgivable it doesn't make me a bad person And when I say unforgivable, I mean, like, even if I do forgive them, I don't necessarily want them Mm -hmm. actively to have access in my life anymore or to have a part in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And that that is okay. And that doesn't make me some sort of bad person or some kind of mean spirited individual. And I know that's come with years of people villainizing me for having feelings or thoughts that, you know, no longer give them access to continue the harm that they Mm -hmm. were inflicting but it doesn't make it any easier to deal with these situations as they come Mm -hmm. up now yeah 
I think in the last couple of years, we've definitely moved through a lot of like big cultural shifts when it comes to the concepts of redemption and forgiveness. And I've seen a lot of, you know, <laughs> you never know what someone's going through to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, de- uh, to, you know, be petty and cut everyone off to detach from it spiritually and it's not personal so it doesn't affect you be be, be at a higher vibration which you is know and and, and and then uh also uh the whole um the whole uh enter your villain era and and get people back mm-hmm. i've seen you know and and these are old concepts we cycle through the consciousness of forgiveness and and sort of like revenge um, in a public way because you know mm-hmm. there are the phrases like take the take the high road take the road less traveled etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, be a bigger person um, then you know there are the primal human instincts of protect yourself this is unsafe and I think often about what feels valid to me like do you ever feel like i don't know about second chances i'm not sure if we're just lying to ourselves and we're just too codependent to to be alone sometimes what is the question (laughs) i guess i'm just Wondering, like, how can, how do you determine what is, I'm giving this person a second chance to be in my life Mm -hmm. versus I'm codependently Mm -hmm. enabling a a cycle of violence by allowing this person back into my life. Or a cycle, even, I won't even use Mm -hmm. the word violence, a cycle of 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 um, disruption, a cycle of of being mm-hmm. unkept or un not in a state of peace. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with that because I, when I think about, yeah, when I think about the relationships that I could sort of rekindle. Um, I just, I feel like uh, I I can't trust it anymore. Like, like the difference between, you know, I'm I want I want this person back in my life, and I think it it'll it'll be beneficial to the both of us versus like the familiarity of like the dynamic that used to exist. Um, that's what it sounds like to me that um, you're saying and. Um, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of times when I think about the relationships that I sort of could rekindle or like rebuild, whatever word you want to use there, um, I I just can't help but like be very much aware that people, that like the same, be- like it's hard to, it's hard to change. Um, and so I, I'm sort of a believer that people really don't change. Like, I think there are just layers to them and like those things resurface or like, 
get shifted around. Um, and so, and so, yeah, like when I think about rekindling some s s relationships, I'm, I'm just like, this is not going to be any different than the first time. Like maybe it'll be a different, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to, how to, what words to use, but like, it's going to be the same thing, but different day kind of mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I think here's what I will say about like knowing when there is a relationship that you really think would be beneficial, beneficial to the both. I think that like there has to be a, a like mutual understanding between both people that this is that, that like you genuinely want to be in each other's lives. Um, and that whatever you had before was like really important and really special. Um, and that still exists. Um, but both people have to want that. I don't know. I'm just making, trying to make sense out of this. Like, I don't know. I think like, I guess going back to my, my whole like parent example, I, th I feel like that's kind of an easy one to look at. Like, I know that my parents want to be in my life and I know that them being my parents, like I want to be connected to them and in their life. So I know that there is sort of a foundation there, that they're sort of like a, we can, we can really work to make this, to make the thing that we both want better and make it work. Um, versus like, it, it just feels good that we're on good terms now. Um, which is not, I feel like, is basis for like allowing more disruption and the cycles to continue. I think that's actually a great place to land in the sense of like, yeah, it isn't like, oh, we're on good terms now, which mm -hmm. implies that there will be a future where we return to the same state, which we're still in this cycle. Mm -hmm. I think it has to feel like we're in a different space now than mm -hmm. we were before. If it doesn't feel that way, if it feels too soon or not like the right time. Because, you know, these things also come in seasons. I don't think it's always the right time to rekindle with people, even if eventually that'll happen. I think that's a, another thing that I, I, I used to do a lot um, in the past is I'd be like, well, I can't not talk to this person forever, so I guess I'll just accept, like, I'll just forgive them and move on. Mm -hmm. That wasn't neither forgiveness nor was it, you know really a second chance or, an, or any healing it was just me accepting that they were going to hurt me and it wasn't a big deal enough for mm -hmm. me to be upset or mm -hmm. have an emotion about that or have a boundary about that totally. um and i think that is thought enough to uh warrant an early break we have a lot of great letters to jump into and i'm really excited so i want to get to that as quickly as possible uh we'll be right back see you soon We are back with your letters. I'm just going to jump right into the first one because I'm so excited. We've got a lot to power through. All right. Yes. Thank you for submitting, y'all. This is so exciting. We are so uh, grateful. And I, I have not read this. Neither one of us have really uh, seen any of them. So we are all in this together listening for the first time. This person says, when I think about second chances, I think about forgiveness. 
I have one relationship where the other person wronged me and betrayed my trust, and I decided to continue the relationship rather than cutting it off. At that time, what I struggled with almost as much as the actual betrayal itself was the guilt and shame that I felt about deciding to continue the relationship. Mm. I remember feeling ashamed to tell others because I was afraid that they would see me as weak, naive, or pitiful because I chose to forgive this person. I was afraid that my forgiveness meant that I didn't respect myself enough to cut off the relationship. Oh, wow. However, with time, I have grown to see that forgiveness in a different way. Oh, I have grown to see that forgiveness in a different way as a source of strength rather than a moment of weakness. I don't think forgiveness is always the right path, and I don't think there can be healing without accountability. But for me... If I was in the situation again, I think I would make the same choice. Signed, wow. Forgiving Freddie. Wow. That's big to, like, double down on that. I Yeah, that I didn't expect. I, th- I thought when I started reading the sentence that it was mm-hmm. going to be like, I wouldn't do this again. But I am. Mm-hmm. But at one, Forgiving Freddie, I'm very glad that you, uh, now that you have all the context of whatever has happened and transpired Mm -hmm. since that you still feel very solidified in that decision and it was the right decision for you 100% nothing I'm about to say is about you however Mm. (laughs) that is I'm not gonna lie forgiving Freddie this is no shade at all I'm just trying to keep it 100 out here Maddie Mariposa does not understand forgiving people in relationships Mm. who have betrayed trust I don't get that and I think maybe I just don't understand relationships enough but mm-hmm. something about like, oh, hold on. Let me see what they said in the in the. They said that they broke their trust and they forgive them and they felt shame. There was a betrayal. Okay, we don't know what exactly happened with this with mm-hmm. these people, right? So there's a lot of assumptions that I could be making, but mm-hmm. it seems like something shady was going on, mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be, you decided to forgive your 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 the person that you're talking about. I would say, of course, I don't think forgiveness is weakness, but I understand that guilt. Have you ever felt, like, guilt about, like, sort of the quote-unquote, like, moment where you have to backtrack to your friends? Like, hey, because I'm definitely, okay, now I'm, now I'm thinking about how I definitely just did that. Oh, my days. <laughs> no. Um, let me see. Uh... <laughs> No, speak your truth. Say their names. Say their names. No, I don't think. Have I ever backtracked on anyone? <laughs> I'm sure we have. Not in like a real way. I'm sure way, I have, probably. but I can't think of anyone. Yeah. What? Well, well, let, I'll. Uh, fine. Since May is trying to protect herself, I will. I truly am not. I just I cannot think say, of a situation. I will be the martyr here and say <laughs> that. Yeah, I. I definitely have actually not. Maybe not a serious betrayal. That's the thing. It's like when you say the word betrayal, that sounds heavy. That sounds like something that genuinely was like had an effect on you, I'm assuming. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, oh, betrayal. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely have been like, you know what? I don't see it for this person anymore. We're done with them. Told the group chat. And then the next day I've been Mm -hmm. like, just kidding. I overreacted, (laughs) which is different than a betrayal. (laughs) I will say in my defense, but (laughs) I do think that's something about the thing is, if Beyonce can forgive Jay-Z, mm. I think anyone can be redeemed. 
<laughs> because no, or can be forgiven in a relationship because if Beyonce, the queen bee, can forgive her husband, a Virgo, a Virgo, nonetheless, so you know she thought this through. <laughs> mm. Then I guess anyone can be forgiven in a relationship, and that really does. I guess if I'm being reasonable, is only between those two people. Um, yeah. However, Maddie Mariposa have not forgiven Jay-Z unless he wants to invite me to a Rock Nation brunch in the future, in which case he's my best friend and I love him. (laughs) I think the concept of me forgiving someone else's man is different. So I get why you would feel shame. I'm not saying you should feel shame, but I get why you would feel shame, especially if you talk to me personally and you're my friend, you know, as soon as someone wrongs you and you're my friend, that person is immediately my enemy. And no yeah. matter how much you've forgiven them, I will never forgive them to that extent. And people have learned that the hard way. I think Ellie has learned that. Imani has learned that. Imani's learned mm-hmm. that a thousand times over because we've been <laughs> friends forever. So there is that aspect of like, I get the shame. I get it. May, what do you think of forgiveness, Freddie? Have you ever felt this way about forgiveness? That it may like make you seem a bit weak or the other people might judge your decision? I think we should lay the groundwork now and I should admit that I'm really good at turning my turning away. I'm too good at it. Uh, <laughs> and and probably not the healthiest in some situations, but I think in other situations it's a really healthy coping mechanism. So I also have trouble with this. But also, if I think about, like, my current relationship, right? Like, if I was betrayed, uh, speaking about a romantic relationship, um, knowing sort of, like, the foundation that's there, I think I would want to give it a second chance. So I think there's that context that we're missing a little bit. Mm. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like because the context is missing, it's hard to really speak on it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that's for anonymity's yeah. sake, for sure, Absolutely. at this point. Yes, please, we respect No, we respect but, I, but I do get, it's like a little hard to speak specifically to this, but how do you mm-hmm. how do you approach forgiveness in your relationship? Like, first say, your current relationship, right? I'm sure there's, you know, within reason, I'm sure there isn't, like, something, uh, you're, you're still together with your current partner, so there isn't anything mm-hmm. absolutely... Uh, <laughs> ridiculous and egregious to to respond to but like let's say there is small misunderstanding and feelings get hurt how do you approach forgiveness typically in that relationship or any relationship yeah i think at least what i've learned in this in this case is like the person who's done the wrong has to admit that that wrong um so i think if the other like if my partner is to say that like you know I really did mess up and I and I recognize how I messed up and I and and I'm going to do better or this is how I'm going to do better like that is an like that is an example of a person uh demonstrating like they are willing to you know reconcile they're willing to um make up for the wrongdoing and so I I can forgive in that situation like I can I can forgive because I I see sort of like that the work that it takes to to do right. Mm. Um, yeah. Do I don't you, know if that answers the question. No, it does. I, do you think that like there's any accountability 
that the person who forgives has to the people they've included in the story. Because I think there is, <laughs> I think that's where the shame comes. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do once you already know that other people are in this story now that you've invited, oh, yeah. but it's like, you forgave the person. So now what? Yeah. Um, oh, that's tough. I, mm. I would hope, I would hope because I get it. I get the sort of fierceness and the loyalty that comes from the friend group. And I think I would hope that the friend group would trust me enough that mm. like I'm smart enough to to be making the right decision. Um, and and I unless they're seeing something that I'm not right, then that's different. But like if they can like really just open their hearts a little bit and be like, okay, you know, May's not stupid. Like obviously this is something that's really been worked through or is being worked through so like we can we can also forgive i think you Um, have to make peace with the moment you tell someone something like that you have to know that people Mm -hmm. are gonna have their own perception of it and if you personally Mm -hmm. are not okay with that then you have to shut up And that's not to you, forgiving Freddie. I'm just mean, like, in general, if you Mm -hmm. go to someone for advice and you're talking cash shit about your partner, Mm -hmm. cash shit about your mom, cash shit about your sister, (laughs) and then you wonder why your friend don't like X, Y, and Z, that's on you, babes. You shouldn't have told them that if you didn't, if you weren't willing to accept that people are going to have their own perceptions and their own judgments. Sure. With that said, let's move on. Thank you for giving Freddie. Also, I would say... Like, friends, hopefully your friends aren't shaming you either. Like, they're not like, yeah. Though, sometimes shame works, okay? Shame is free for a reason, and sometimes people need to be shamed into the better option, okay? Because some of y'all be wildin' when it comes to your partners. But that's just from me, your bitter Betty in the corner, that really do be hating the people y'all choose to interact with. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. (laughs) No, okay, but seriously though, um Yeah, I don't know. I do think that's beautiful to be able to say, like to be able to have that certainty to be like, you know what, I would make that choice again. So No, that is really that's a gorgeous. That sounds like security. I I feel like to me that sounds like being secure in yourself. And as long as you know that like whatever happened happened and it isn't happening, going to Mm -hmm. happen again, something that Mm -hmm. happens once every few months. Mm-hmm. then work <laughs> and i really do think that you know people are allowed to make mistakes and it doesn't make them bad people however like you said forgiving freddie comes with accountability which sounds like happened so mm-hmm. good on you may give us our next letter okay this is from the next person and they write I think the most significant experience I've had of giving a relationship a second chance was with my father. Oh. He was never too involved in my life. He'd call every now and then for literally 30 seconds and ask the same questions that mostly allowed for one-word answers. He'd see me maybe once every three months, but usually more like twice a year. I didn't consciously think anything of it until middle school. He has two other daughters, one younger who lived with her mom and one older who lived with him. I've since learned... I'm losing my paragraph. I've since learned this might not have been the case, but through my eyes, I've always felt he was closer to them. Anyway, in high school, I decided to write him a letter telling him how I felt and actually gave it to him. Rare for me. 
He called me, apologized, and for about two weeks was better. This is what I consider the second chance. I aired my grievances, he acknowledged them, and seemed to rectify them. Then we went back to the same old routine. I stuck it out through college and hoped something might change. It didn't. When I graduated and went to therapy, I realized I wasn't sad or angry anymore, but I felt like he had this control over me via me thinking, when is he going to call again? Will our next 30 second conversation be the same, etc.? So I asked him not to contact me for a while, that I would contact him when I felt ready. He did not respect that, and so I haven't spoken to him since October of 2019. Oof. Oh, Again, wow. yeah. Again, most of my emotions had already been sorted on the matter, so it didn't feel like this drastic thing. But I have definitely felt a bit freer since. Sometimes it really is better to acknowledge the efforts that have been made and the fact that despite all efforts, something is no longer good for you or sustainable. All right, time to change the mood in the podcast because that, I cannot lightheartedly mm-hmm. make jokes about that. That was a sincere and like open and detailed account. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, give them a pseudonym so we can we can respond. Um, how about uh, sign for the love of a daughter? Mm-hmm. Uh, great Demi Lovato song. If if those of you who didn't catch the reference, um, <laughs> I relate to this a little bit in the sense of like that that making the the point of like airing out your grievances um, because that's sort of what I dealt with when I, with what I mentioned earlier about my experience with my parents um, and, and the grievances were each in the, to each individual parent. Um, and so what's, yeah, I, I think that the last part of like something is, sometimes it really is better to acknowledge the efforts that have been made and the fact that despite all efforts, something is no longer good for you or sustainable. Um, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of how I dealt with like me airing out my grievances and my father not responding them to, to them well initially. Um, that I was just like, yeah, I did my part. I said what I had to say, and um, and if this continues this way, like it's not going to be good. For, for me, right? Because I'm going to put myself first here and it's not going to be good for either of us. Um, yeah, that's, those are my initial thoughts. I just want to affirm you um, for the love of a daughter because one, you did something huge by in high school. In, in mm-hmm. high school, I at still this, haven't talked to my father. I'm 25. <laughs> I am 25 and I still have not like tried to make amends with my father in any regard. So that's wild. To me, like, I I just want to applaud you and say, with that in mind, I have very little good advice on the subject. I'm still reconciling. I'm still figuring out. I'm still processing. I think about it sometimes. I think about, he wrote me a letter recently. I don't, I don't think I've ever told anyone this outside of my mom, because my mom, you know, had the letter. Uh, He wrote me a letter recently, and... The problem is I believe him. Mm. I do believe he's sorry. Mm-hmm. I do believe he knows what he did mm-hmm. is wrong. And I'm still not there. Yeah. I'm not I'm not ready. And I don't think I'll ever be ready. Because saying I'm not ready implies that I have to eventually be ready. And I have to eventually let him back. I don't mm-hmm. think I do. But I'm trying to allow myself to imagine what it would be like if mm-hmm. I did. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes I feel optimistic about that. But always I come back to... 
what if I do and then I don't mm-hmm. want to? That's always my the block. I'm like, what if I reach out to this man and then I change my mind and I don't actually want mm-hmm. him in my life? So you took that risk. You opened yourself up. You were vulnerable with your father. And you know that like his actions and his inability to respect your boundaries and his inability to change the way he acted with you is not on you. And I'm so glad you now have more clarity and hopefully more solidarity from your other yeah. siblings um, who have ex- probably experienced their own, you know, weird, complicated, messy relationships with him. And honestly, I'm just sending you love. That's all I can do. Thank you so much for sharing. I hope someone out there can relate and feels affirmed in their decision with their parent yeah, as well. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think like it's not... Uh, it's always going to be a, a, a hard, like it's always, there's always going to be like a little bit of uh, difficulty, but there is like a freedom in like knowing that you did, like you did your part. Um, and I think there's like a little bit of peace in that. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go on to, respectfully, of mm-hmm. course, of course, of no, of course, course. Uh, I'm going to go on to the next person the next letter again thank you so much for the love of daughter this person says hi all at the holding space i love and appreciate all the work that goes into this pod Aww. oh my gosh thank you oh say more throw more flowers <laughs> flowers flowers i'm throwing roses, flowers roses. um roses <laughs> yes um okay you all are amazing again thank you uh for me i've always given people the benefit of the doubt and I believe that people can grow and change. In my lifetime so far, I've, got, I've given a lot of people chances. Huh. Mm. Most of the time, it has led to me learning mm. a lesson. A lesson, I sometimes, I, uh, a lesson I sometimes have listened to and sometimes I've ignored altogether. Interesting. My question is, how do you know when to give someone a second chance? Also... When is it a good time to stop giving chances to folks? Signed, forgive me not. Mm-hmm. You're good at Well, these. forgive me not. Keep Thank you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I love these letters. Thank you for sending them in. Thank you, forgive me yeah. not. That is a very good question because I just talked about this earlier. I used to give people second chances yeah. all the time. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. You, you get a chance. You get a chance. You get a chance. And then I became... Nobody gets a chance. You get cut off. You get yeah. written off. I hate you. So it's complicated. And I think for me, what, um, let me get back to your specific question. When is a good time? I'm going to answer the second part because I feel like we've talked about what it means to give someone a second chance. When is a good time to stop giving people chances? The moment you realize that you have given this person more than one chance, even if it is one second chance that's still two chances you gave them the first chance and you gave them a second one the moment you realize and you know in your heart i've already done the work i've given this person a chance i've expressed how i feel i've expressed how their emotions make me feel i have internally set the boundary their actions are harming me that is when it needs to stop i know that's harder to do than to say I understand it's complicated when you get into specifics, but if we can hold on to that truth, and that truth is the anchor in the sea that we call life, our boat will never sink. 
But it's the moment that we allow that truth to be forgotten with all the details, all the complications, all the emotions. That is when we start sinking ourselves by constantly saving those who are willing to take us down with them. Sorry, that was harsh, but I needed to say yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I just know that that's like I think of a, one person who I like, I don't even know who she was bringing up her grievances. Who is she? But I literally was like, hey, look, like I realized that I'm only your friend when you need me. Like, what's good? <laughs> um, like, and I don't like that because I think we sh- we have a great friendship. Like, we have great times. We, like, we're really cool. But why is it that, like, I'm always the second thought? And, um, and this person was like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I... I mean, I don't really remember because it's such a long time ago, but I know that the response was something like, I guess I didn't really realize I was doing it. Um, Like, you know, you're always the person that I like, um, like can depend on that kind of thing. Like affirming that the, like the, like that it was a good friendship, but like that it, that I have nothing to worry about essentially, but it kept happening anyway. It kept happening. I kept being second, third tier. And only when this person realized that I was not reciprocating their their texts and their calls was when they're like, I love you, like, like I, I do, I care about you so much. And I was like, no, block. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great point. Um, forgive, forgive me not. Let me soften my tone. I want you to understand you say that you give people the benefit of the doubt and you think people can grow. I don't want you to lose that mm-hmm. either. I don't think your forgiveness mm-hmm. is weakness. Like we told our first listener, I think what I'm more passionate about is you f- protecting yourself yeah. against all odds. And I think there's a truth that you know. There's a truth that May and her story knew. It doesn't really matter what the other person says or does. Because too often we don't listen to our truths. We don't give our experiences the weight that they deserve. We allow others, we allow our feelings for others, we allow our beliefs to get in the way of like, what is the truth? What is the truth of this experience? And if that experience's truth is your harm at the other person's like gain or expense, know that I if no one else on the planet am advocating for you to listen to your truth more than you believe in others I know that sounds selfish and guess what I don't care believe your truth because at the end of the day all you have is your experience we're just people with experiences trying to figure out how to experience life together Mm -hmm. And if someone is getting in your way of experiencing life in the most peaceful or in the most fruitful or in the most meaningful or in the most joyful or in the most reciprocal way that it can be in union with another person, they don't deserve access to you. And that's why I'm so passionately telling you that. But your belief in others is not a weakness. Believe in the right people. Believe in people that make you feel like the sun is out when it is Mm -hmm. raining. Believe in people that make you feel like your time is always honored, that your feelings are always Mm -hmm. considered. Believe in people who, when you say something is wrong, they listen. 
They acknowledge. They understand. They fix. And above all, know that love is not enough to, for to forgive people. Believing in someone's believing in someone's potential, believing in the better parts of someone, believing in their highlights, does not take away from what their shadows have done to you. You have to accept someone for their light and also their shadows, for their sunrises and also their sunsets. And if their sunsets are more damaging than their sunrises, maybe the sun does not deserve to shine on them today because your light is equally if not more important and i say that with love who's the poet now all right <laughs> remember you revolve around you that is one of the, a line from one of my favorite songs i'm looking at may because may reminds me of that song so much it's on a, my playlist for her the song is called not the sun by morgan saint jean or saint jean saint jean um, I'm not sure. It might be French, uh, but it is a very good song. It's based on that scene. If you've ever seen Grey's Anatomy, you know that famous scene. I've never seen it, but I know the scene uh, of where she's like, he's dreamy, but he is not the sun. You're the sun. You revolve around. Like, it's like from that scene, and it's into a song, and it's beautiful. And uh, mm -hmm. Do we want to talk a little bit about how to know when to give someone a second chance? No. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm joking, but I feel like we've, we, we we've did talked about that a little one. bit, yeah. <laughs> All right. This person who Maddie will assign pseudonym for. Yay. Yay. Oh, this is uh, this is the longest one. So Buckle I'm, in, folks. Oh, no. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Okay. Like the great Michelle Zahner, a.k.a. Japanese Breakfast, sang in Paprika. How's it feel to be at the center of magic, to linger in tones and words? I already love how dramatic this letter is. It Please is dramatic. Continue. Here we go. <laughs> I think when you're in a relationship, a great one, again, any kind of relationship, you feel like you are in the center of magic and your words, thoughts, mannerisms, being linger. You are excited and grateful that this person exists and that you exist in the same plane, place, and time as this person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. However, there are so many ways to tend relationships and there are many ways to let it die. I always remind people that I love, we are all humans. We will all leave this planet harmed and harming others. It is inevitable and anyone that tells you otherwise is wrong. It sucks, but it is a part of life. In the end, it's what you do with that harm. Will you let it wilt? Is it harm that you can point to and grow from? If you harm someone, will you address it? Will you let someone tell you that you hurt, harm them, and be open to receive this vulnerable and valiant effort? Oh, we talked about that earlier. Or will you avoid it and deflect accountability? Wait, 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 okay. wait. We have to pause. Yeah. And I see why this letter is long. That... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I just needed that... I needed to, I needed to, I don't know if this will make the episode, but that was so yeah. beautiful. I just, just like lay here in the emotion. All right, go ahead, please. Okay. Harm comes in many forms, right? There is harm that is larger than us, structures in place that we can point to and talk about, but makes us feel powerless. The kind of harm I'm talking about is when someone you love or trust really hurts you. Then there's a harm where you really go, dude, this fucking hurt. This is making me rethink things about this person. And this is the second chance window. 
I recently went through a really difficult year where I lost a lot and was scared to lose again. When you lose people to death, it just makes me want to love and reconcile. It makes me want to tell people that hurt me deeply that I love them anyway, but this can be really dangerous. I recently had a friendship end because we realized we were past this second chance window. Thus, this friendship hit a very hard turn and eventual demise. I was so grateful for them always being there for me during difficult times with my family that I kind of slipped things under a rug. So did they. We both knew this and thought it would be fine. But recently we hit a bump, a huge one, and it felt like I was stuck. This person was also upset at me, but I never addressed it until this one huge thing happened. We, ho we hopped on the phone, addressed the elephant in the room. It was bad, like very, very bad. I'm someone that has been super bad at communication and has been practicing being straightforward and open about conflict that arises. As I tried to address this, they cut me off and yelled at me. I had no way of even trying to communicate with them and I realized, realized that this would happen again. I realized that I must surrender to the truth. This person doesn't respect me enough to hear me out. So our second chance, which to be honest, might be a two and a half chance, was not worth it. Not only to stop myself from being harmed by them again, this was our second big fight about certain moral topics, but I also realized I'd keep putting myself in harm's way if I kept giving in. We both walked away and honestly, I'm relieved. I know I tried my best and maybe so did they, and that's okay. But second chances are only worth it when you know you can hear, you can both hear each other out. We both were on that call. We wanted to talk about our conflict. In the end, we had a different way of dealing with it, incompatible ways. Sometimes the question mark on that, should I give that person a second chance again, is just that conversation needed to hash things out and for you to see how they react. The real second chance, the time to heal and change and talk and amend no longer existed after that. There's literally, first of all, signed, uh, mix motion sickness. Mm. Um, MX dot is the mix, not MIX. Oh, I love that. Uh, if you know the song Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridges is the first thing that popped in my head when I heard this letter. I like halfway through, I started singing it in my head and try to focus like, because that whole letter, I have nothing, by the way, I have nothing more profound to say about this. We're just going to have to move on after this. I just wanted to say that was the most profound, honest, fair, truthful, like, almost like unbiased even though you're coming from your perspective you mm -hmm. understand that things are bigger than both of you at some point and it is not always personal even if it personally affects you and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean forgive everyone because nothing is personal and nothing matters it means there's an understanding that there is loss in life even when relationships are important to you or they matter or they're fruitful at one point and that accepting that is sort of the accepting that a second chance was missed is kind of super heartbreaking to hear from your perspective but thank you so much for sharing it with us because I think you beautifully encapsulated the feeling of like I hate how this happened mm -hmm. but I deeply love and care about you and I'm so sorry we missed like I don't know if you feel apologetic but I mean like there is this there is this apologetic nature of like wishing that things were different that I feel in the undercurrent of this letter that I, I too, my heart bleeds for you. Um, motion sickness, I understand this feeling. I, 
I don't know your situation. I don't know the specifics. Like you, you told us a lot of emotional things and I appreciate that, but I don't know what actually happened between you and this person. I will say, and maybe it is over for real. And that is a truly difficult place to navigate when you're trying to find peace with that. And trust me, it's not linear as everyone likes to say on Instagram. That comes back around and around and around and you will constantly be, you know, for a while healing with that and dealing with that. And that's okay. Um, I want to say for me personally, the irony is I too have been in situations where I thought the second chance window have passed. And when I least expected it, another opportunity arose where there was an opening to rekindle with people from my past. But then again, the situation you ex explained of like being that hurt and being sort of accosted on the phone or mm -hmm. like when you try to have the conversation didn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. So I understand that like, if you're like, no, this is final. There's no way that we can come back from this. Um, just know that I affirm you, I give you strength, I give you solidarity, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, honestly. I'm about to cry. Those words were so beautiful. Um, yeah, and it sort of just summed up a lot of what we were talking about, but in this gorgeous, gorgeous way. Yeah, thank you for that. Mix uh, motion sickness. Um, I hope that us receiving you is enough, and I hope that people listening to you and your story really I, I know that resonated with me I know that resonated with May oh, yeah. and I know the listeners are going to eat it up because mm -hmm. you turned pain into beauty and that is truly the alchemist nature of healing come on now come on now healing uh, come on healing come on healing honey yes mama heal come on <laughs> no uh, I started voguing for anyone. Uh, anyway. I wish I wish the visual was there maybe we'll do I oh know. we're not recording ah okay uh, we could have made it a gif Damn. <laughs> Not a gift. All right. Oh, our, our last letter comes from, uh, well, we'll see what I named them. I, Dear Maddie and May, the sexiest podcasters alive. Oh my God. No, I'm kidding. Please. That person didn't say that. Um, I but they were thinking it. They were, oh everyone's thinking it right now. Mm -hmm. That's why there's not a video. We don't want to distract you from our gorgeous, gorgeous faces. I found that whenever an unexpected situation like that occurred, the greatest option I've taken was to remove expectations. Mm. Ooh. Hear what the individual had to say and decide on what type of commitment I could afford with the individual. At times, it was as simple as accepting the reach out and moving on. Mm. That's hard for a lot of people. That's hard mm -hmm. for me. Sorry. Side mm -hmm. note. Editor's note, of course. Um, conversely, some of the greatest friendships I have now are with people I butted heads with in a past life. Mm. Ah, uh -huh. Oh, that opens the door for something. We'll get to that. This person concludes the letter by saying, Ahem, the reality for me was just to stop judging people for outward appearances uh, and previous prejudice. Mm. You truly don't know people until you take the time to know them. Sincerely, I'm not your judge, Judy. Well, not Judge Judy. That is beautiful. I think a lot of people, including myself, can learn a lesson or two about not judging others, mm -hmm. especially on pre prejudice or preconceived notions or what people seem to be. Um, 
I think May would be a great person to respond to this letter because I feel that it is my understanding of our past that May didn't always, May wasn't always perceived the way that she was existing. So I want to, I want to hear from someone who might be on the other end of judgment and prejudice based on performance and outward expression. I'm really on the spot right now, huh? Yeah, come on, spotlight. <laughs> okay. Um, I yeah, I really, I truly uh, felt um, comforted and received by that last statement. Um, just because I know that I would want that grace. Me personally, I would want the room for somebody to say like, the past you is not you now, so I'm not gonna base my my thoughts on you on past you. But that's hard because I even said like earlier that like I also hold the belief that people don't change, but it's more nuanced than that, right? Like, mm. like people, I think that they're like different evolutions of people, right? It's like a it's like building upon their previous persons. I don't know, more anon. Um, but like, but also that's true, right? Let's 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 hold duality here, right? Like maybe people don't truly change in their essence, but like, but also they are not their past selves. Um, yeah, and so I felt really affirmed by that, and I think. I this is more of a lesson for me, right? This I think I can I can truly hold I should I need to hold and, and sit with that because I know that for the people who or the relationships that I could pot- potentially give a second chance to, um, I, the reason I don't is because I am basing it on, pa- on past judgments or past perceptions. You know, we're not trying to convince anyone to go back to their ex or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go back to their, you know, uh, you know, friend at me that they were besties with in middle school who, you know, put hair dye in their soap or whatever. <laughs> but I do think there is something about releasing people's past selves, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love a good kiki about who people were in, like... Even elementary school, because it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the Absolutely. thing you did in fourth grade that you think no one remembers, sorry to keep you social anxiety girlies up at night, but I remember and I laugh about it sometimes. And the thing is, because I know you're not that person. Mm-hmm. I know you've grown. I know... Well, the tea is also sometimes people don't grow. And I learned people that the don't. hard way recently. And that's the thing. It's like... We, we can sit here and say people are always the same person that they've always been or mm-hmm. people grow and are better people today than they've been in the past. But mm-hmm. the f- truth of the matter is life is messy and some people don't grow and some people do and you have to use your discernment on what is worth figuring out. If it's not worth, if the damage this person could potentially do in your life is not worth figuring out if this person is a different person, then maybe judging them by their past self actually keeps you safe. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if that is not the case, and for example, May and I went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. So did May's uh, sister, um, who's also been on the podcast, Jen. We, the three of us in high school, are vastly, if not unrecognizably, different than we are today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine not being close to these two people. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not holding them close to my heart. I can't imagine them not being my family. But I know at one point in the past, 
we weren't that close. We didn't have that relationship and we were completely different people. And that is to say, I think especially now that I'm 25, I'm at my quarter life moment, consider that the people from your past that you might have judgments about might end up being the people you call the closest Mm -hmm. people to you one day. And I think we can think about that second chance less of like someone who's harmed you and more Mm -hmm. of like someone you just never got to know. Yeah. You know, sometimes we meet people in different seasons and we actually become friends with them. Sometimes we become friends with people in different seasons and we actually become family with them. And that is okay. That is beautiful. Allow people and yourself to grow alongside of each other. And if life brings you together, don't let you be the thing that stops you from a deep and meaningful relationship with someone from your past. Um, I think that's actually probably what this person meant more is like, don't stop what you think someone was. Mm -hmm. Someone who hasn't harmed you, someone who you just like have already a a set mind about. Don't let that stop you from getting to know who they are in the current day because there are people who... I didn't necessarily see it for uh, a few years ago who I kiki with on Instagram all the time now mm-hmm. because we are different people and we have no, you know, malice toward each other. We never did. But now we have a certain we connect differently now, especially with people who are now realizing in later years of their life that they're queer or coming to terms with it or are coming out or like questioning gender. Um those people have really reached out to me a lot lately because they see me doing my own thing and and I always have been and they're always like, yeah. Like, people have, um, you know, without getting too specific, someone has, a few people have, like, um, opened up about, like, yeah, like, I didn't realize how much you were influencing me until I realized why. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's beautiful and I'm glad we can have a deeper, more, Mm -hmm. uh, more loving appreciation for each other than we did when we were strangers. So, don't, I think... That is a beautiful last letter to go on because we've talked a lot about what do we do when people hurt us. But there is a second chance of like, what do we do when we never really had a relationship with someone based on whatever. And now we we do or we might or there's a possibility for that or someone's trying to get closer to you. Do I trust them? We weren't friends, but we could be. Um, shout out to my friend Peyton, who I met um I met them when we were both working at a retail job and we, I was miserable. I hate retail. I hate working retail. I hate capitalism, but that's neither here nor there. And the point that I'm making is that at that job, I was miserable. If I wasn't on, I was off. Like in the break room, talk to no one. Coming in and out of work, go home, come back. Like I was not trying to make friends. I was just trying to get paid. And so me and Peyton never really connected at work. But thankfully, thank to social media and thank you to queerness, we have saw each other, saw that we see each other, mm-hmm. connected. And now I know I can call Peyton and Kiki about anything and open up and be vulnerable and share deep thoughts. And And I would have never thought that based on who we were at work um, when we were at the same workplace. So my point is, I totally relate to that. And now that I stop looking at it as like, don't judge people's past selves who've hurt you, and more, don't judge people's past selves who you've never really formed a relationship with. I agree. And I think that's amazing advice. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, what did I call them? Uh, oh, not your judge, Judy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> uh, May, do you have any, uh, any, any 
thoughts about second chances uh, when it comes to relationships that you haven't expressed or or anything that you want to clarify on or build on? Um, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm a, <laughs> go ahead. I... Actually, can I... I don't want to end the episode on this, no. Just say it, and then we'll figure out if it fits or not. Okay. As much as I deeply want to end this episode on a positive note, and we might... I'm giving me the last word for that reason. Holy smokes. Uh, <laughs> but we don't need to. I guess my point is, and I'll leave this in the episode. Who cares? Like, healing isn't linear and neither is this conversation. And I don't need to feel pressured to, like, end on a happier note. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure I will still feel that pressure when I listen back. I also want to say that when it comes to second chances, I think... As I mentioned earlier, I'm learning what it means to not give people a second chance. That meant a lot to me. And I think while we talked about how do we know when it's the right time to give someone a second chance and how we go about that and how forgiveness isn't weakness and all of those things, and I believe those things, I do think there are circumstances, you know, that we didn't really get into the heart of and I know people wanted to stay anonymous so we didn't get into specifics of people's stories and I think that is something that's missing here and um and I won't get into specifics in 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 honoring everyone's time but I will say there are times in life when you have a deep and meaningful connection with a person and they harm you in a way that is so not harmful, not damaging, though those things are true, so unthinkable to you because you know you would never do that to them. And it's okay to not give that person a second chance because something deeply true about a disconnect between who you are at your core and who they are at their core might never work. And I don't mean to sound morbid about that, but I think there's a reality of sometimes it is okay to say this person and I need to go our separate ways. And in that, I guess the second chance that you're giving in that relationship is for the ones that you want to bloom and the healthy relationship that you want to continue with having people in your life. There is no way to heal from abandonment issues that I personally experienced and I'm hoping someone out here is gaining from this. There's no way to... There's no way to heal from abandonment issues on your own. You can heal from a lot, but abandonment issues are something that you have to heal with in communion with others who you know won't abandon you because you have a healthy connection. And if you realize that at the core, you don't have a healthy connection with someone, to that extreme level, to that hurt, 
to that moment of, I would never do that to you, it is okay to make peace with it. And I hope that whoever's listening, if you're in a position like that ever, that you think of these words and find that strength. With that being said, I knew I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, and hopefully I will expand on that in the future, but May, do you have any thoughts at all? You don't even have to say anything about what I just said um, that you want to share with us. Hmm. Where I'm at is that I'm... Once upon a time, I used to want to give people second chances because I thought that was the right thing to do. Because I thought that made me a good person. Uh, Because I thought it was morally right, the right thing to do. Uh, Because I thought it was the kind thing to do for them. Um, And so I, now that I've learned that that's not necessarily true, um, I've I'm way less, I'm way less, uh, you know, I'm open to providing, to, to providing a second chance. However, I, as, as everything in life, I want to strike a balance and I want to, I, I want to figure out what it, or now I want to figure out, I, I want to. I want to be able to be open to give people second chances. And so where am I going with this? I think where I'm at is that I'm really grappling and really just sitting with um, the sort of the risk uh, versus reward. Um, ugh, I hate to use financial jargon but like sort of the I want to try I want to open up <laughs> that's what I'm saying I feel like that's literally one of my themes this year is op- it's openness um, and I think part of that openness is directly related to giving people second chances um, so yeah so I think we talked a lot about like not giving people second chances or like the difficulty of of giving people second chances who have hurt us but I think maybe let's open up more towards like the the sort of the goodness and the sweetness that there is in in a, a second chance that um that would be uh good for for all whoever's listening just know that It is truly an honor. It is truly a blessing. It is truly a highlight to get to be in communion with you. And if someone betrays, if someone is not respecting that at the utmost, then they don't deserve to be in your life. Mm But if you genuinely feel like that person does, then there's always hope to be found there. So I guess, unfortunately, like all things in life and 
to risk sounding like a broken record. It's all about the balance. And I trust you all to find it. Until next time, I've had a lovely time listening to your stories, reading them, reacting, crying, laughing, Mm -hmm. and being both soft and aggressive as I am. (laughs) Um, Thank you for sharing space with me, May. Uh, Thank you for being here and reacting to people's stories with me. Thank it's been a lovely time. Thank you to the listeners. Like we truly cannot say thank you enough because it's tough. It's tough to like open up this way. Um and we're so grateful, right? Because we get to share this space with you because you allowed you allowed it. So thank you. Thank you for giving us a chance to take a second and talk to you about it. And with that, <laughs> until next time, this is the holding space. I'm Maddie Mariposa. That's Maile Perdomo Santos. Remember that name. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We'll see you next time. It's the whole in space. We have a we have a theme song now. Ooh. <laughs>